This is the Life Church Podcast. For more messages, to watch our live stream, or to find other events, go to lifechurchnow.org. On Friday, I spent a good deal of time uh, in prayer, and I've got some places that I, um, at the reservoir, that in the area of the reservoir, that uh, I don't divulge, but I spend time at in, for uh, hearing from the Lord. And um, I feel like there's a very clear word uh, that God wants to speak this morning. And in a nutshell, it is this. The power of God is present to heal. The power of God is present to heal. That's a phrase uh, that appears a number of times in the New Testament uh, for when, when Jesus is ministering in places. And uh, it just kind of is the writer puts it in there and says, uh, by the way, uh, the conditions are right, so to speak. Now, that was all before the Holy Spirit had been poured out. And now the Holy Spirit is always with us. Uh, The Holy Spirit is always present. By the way, do you know the presence of God has a name? The presence of God is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is present. Uh, God is power of God is present to heal. And I'm going to uh, show you a few things. I'd like you to turn, if you've got a Bible with you, and if not, you can follow along online, um, excuse me, on uh, the screen, to Acts chapter 3. Now, I start to say, talk about healing, and you go, ooh. Depending on what church background you have, and maybe even how long you've been here, you go, huh, I thought that was a topic we don't talk about. I thought that was something that happened way back there somewhere. Uh, I've been taught that uh, now we go to the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. That's where healing comes from. And you know, there's all kinds of things that happen to us when we get brought up in church. Uh, Or if we saw on TV certain people, uh, the main people who talk about healing, you know, they can be very, they look very slick. (laughs) Sound very slick. Dress very slick. And so there's all kinds of things that happen to us to downgrade our theology because we don't want to be associated with something that we're concerned about. might be improper or scary. Okay, Understand all that. Uh, You'd be surprised. This is a question that's sometimes asked in classes. uh, But the majority of people in this congregation have not come from a what we would call Pentecostal or charismatic background. Uh, and so some of you sitting here, you, you assume you're the only one, and it's very obvious when well, that's not the case. Most uh, of this congregation did not come from, in their background, or at least growing up, that kind of dynamic. So talk about the Holy Spirit is the series we had several weeks ago. Talk about healing and those kind of dynamics, and, and there's just a little something that happens inside. You sit up a little bit. Where is the escape? How many people do I have to run over to get to the aisle and then out the door? Or should I just bear it and pretend I'll be okay? You know, I understand. I didn't grow up in this environment either. And this is not a topic we generally talk about on Sunday morning because we're bridging a gap for other things. And, uh, but God 
This message this morning is the power of God is present to heal. And so I want to show you a few things in Scripture that you may have uh, passed. This is not a... This is not a definitive seminar on healing. And here's the problem. Many times in the Christian church, what happens about any topic is that we make it more complicated than what it is. And so I'm just going to lay out a couple of principles in this passage from Acts chapter 3 and 4 and uh, make an application at the end. So uh, I'm still sane, all right? Uh, This is a normal place, uh, but God really is a God who's not normal by our definition of normal. Uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those who were coming to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. We'll jump just a little bit to verse 6. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, I want to stop just a minute because um, one of the things that happens to... I won't hit every uh, concern that you may have, but I'm going to hit some that I know are common in the midst of the rest of this morning. Uh, One of the things that that trips us up is uh, when we're dealing with healing, we think that in the scripture, every healing was instantaneous. And so if we don't end up with an instantaneous uh, result of healing and betterment after prayer in our situation, that's automatically assigned to us, well, something's wrong. Uh, and it certainly must be the scripture. I mean, these are old words, after all, and they were for a different time, and uh, who knows all those details, what they mean and exactly, but um, um, I prayed quick, and um, nothing has happened yet. I would like you just to point out, if, if you get tripped up with that and you think every healing in the scripture has to be instantaneous, by your definition of instantaneous, you might notice here that um, Peter said, uh, stand up and walk. The guy did not. Until Peter reached his hand out, took him, and began to pull him up, then his ankles were strengthened. All right, just all kinds of things. And some of this, some of you will say, well, I don't, what's the big deal about that? And that's fine if it's not a big deal to you. But for many of you, I know, I understand that you have all kinds of things that have been seeped into your understanding of Scripture, especially about healing, that, that you get tripped up on. And once you make wrong assumptions, if you make a wrong assumption here, you keep going. And the further you go, the further and further off track you get, even though the assumption was small up front. So not all, all healing is instantaneous. We'll come back to that topic in a few minutes. But taking him, verse 7, taking him by the right hand, he helped him and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them to the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him. As the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled 
with wonder and amazement. Now, I'd like you to do one thing for me. I'd like you to repeat those two words after me. The first word is wonder. 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 Amazement. amazement. All right, wonder and amazement. Now, we've lost the wonder and amazement of a lot of things because we see so many things today in our world, in media and in images in front of us. But, I mean, it's just kind of wonder and amazement. It's kind of a jaw drop. Whoa! What just happened? Is that kind of a thing? And so the people, I mean, this guy was an unknown, unknown quantity. They went to the temple regularly. They went to church regularly. They saw him sitting there regularly. He was always there. And what was he doing different things? No, he was always doing the same thing. Unable to walk, he was begging for money. So, known quantity, and to discover that he is now in a different state caused people's attention to be perked up in a big, big way. So, um, while Peter, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were, in other words, similar, astonished, and came running into them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our power or godliness we had made this man walk? Skip a few verses to verse 16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given us complete healing to him, as you can well see. Now, here's the challenge. <clears throat> Sometimes in today's society, you see people, and it seems like healing flows through an individual, some really famous person or one unique person. And I do not disclaim that God uses people with different giftings to do different things. But the passage of Scripture is very, very clear. Healing does not come through uh, primarily human individuals. It does not originate in any personality, any great voice, anyone who can collect a crowd. The, the origination of healing, if the healing power is granted, it comes from God. It comes from God, faith in Jesus and faith in the name of Jesus. So healing is never about people per se, other than God's love for people and his care for people. It's not about personalities. It's not about a performance. It's not about becoming famous. It's about making Jesus famous. Okay? All right, so. we just jump down here just a little bit to prove that in chapter 4, verse 4, verse 3, excuse me. Um, so the rulers there, they ceased... Peter and John, because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. They're concerned, hey, shut up, stop talking about this stuff. Uh, we don't want any more of this. We're going to deal with you tomorrow, but we are going to deal with you. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. The whole point being, it is to make Jesus famous. The whole point of the miraculous, signs, wonders, and miracles, those are used fairly synonymously, those three words in the New Testament. There can be just a smidge of distinction, but um, uh, miracles, uh, 
subgroup is healing, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about here this morning, healing, uh, miraculous thing. But they all have, here's the point. They are all for the purpose of God doing what we can't do for ourselves and no human can do, but for the purpose of breaking down disbelief. It's all about the purpose of signs and wonders, miracles, is for the purpose of breaking through disbelief. So, those who are not otherwise inclined at that moment in time to believe the message or the truth about Jesus will do so. How many of you realize, or let me just put it this way, some 30 odd years ago, here's what I had to discover. I, I, I ran through a period of time when I was wrestling with the dynamics of the Holy Spirit because I was not raised with those dynamics. I was not raised with the miraculous. And, and I began reading scripture for a whole big sections of time uh, for my own in a way that I'd never done before. In that context, I saw certain things that, although I'd been taught, they'd passed away, they were no longer for today. I'm thinking, I don't see that they passed away, number one. Number two, here's the question I have to ask. The purpose, clearly, of signs and wonders and miracles is for the breaking down of disbelief and breaking through so the claims of Jesus can be made and received. Am I living in a society today who more readily receives Jesus than in that society? Are there people everywhere? In fact, do all people in the community that I live say, yes, Jesus is the Son of God, there's only one way to heaven, and it's through Jesus, salvation in him? The answer is no. So the question I had to answer is, do I need less? Does this world need less of an infusion of miracles than they ever did before? Answer, no. We're every bit as skeptical, maybe more so. Every bit as unaware, every bit as uh, stridently against the claims of Jesus in the society which we live in. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so he's still using the same methods or would like to for those who are willing to open themselves up to them, for him to break in and do things which your great looks can't do on its own. Your great speech can't do on its own. Your brilliant explanations can't do on their own. Now, there are varying degrees of intellectualism and ability to explain spiritual truths uh, in this room. But all of us reach an end to what we can convince someone of. There's an end to our ability. And it's always the end of our ability that brings the greatest expression of the fullness of God's ability. And so for people who are willing to say, there is more than just what I comprehend or is logical or which would be taught in an academic se uh, setting without problem. There's more than those dynamics Then God is willing to partner with people like that and say, I will be involved. I will step in. There are things I can do, you cannot do, but the impact will be far beyond what you can do. 
The impact, the reason for signs, wonders, miracles isn't for a show. It isn't for fame for some person. It isn't to show favor that uh, I'm more favored than you, XXX. It's about preparing the soil to remove disbelief so that the claims of Jesus will be received. Okay? Amen? It's what it's always all about. Uh, verse, uh, verse 12 of chapter 4. I mean, they're, they're, Peter and James, they're, they're before this group trying to answer questions, being, being uh, interrogated. And one of the things that Peter clearly says, salvation is found in nowhere else. For there is no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved. That's the message. That's what we're really talking about here. You can focus on this healing. You can focus on the miracles. And the miracles are fine. But the miracles point to this claim. Jesus and Jesus alone. It's a valid message. It's the message of the gospel. It's the message of scripture in totality. Jesus and Jesus alone. You have to make a decision to accept them or not. So anything that points to Jesus, especially if it's in the scripture, is part of God's plan to bring people to saving knowledge of their own. Signs, wonders, miracles, those kind of dynamics real. Yes, their purpose, to bring people to Jesus. That's simple. All right. <clears throat> Let's go to uh, verse 24. So, uh, just a moment, please. Peter and John were... Um, they were scolded, hey, stop this, we're done with you guys. I don't want you to be talking about this anymore. Um, uh, the, the, the authority said, I don't know what to do. I mean, uh, in verse 16, everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle. We can't deny it. Uh, this guy is a known quantity. Uh, everyone knows who he is. His condition has not been faked. I mean, you read a news story about certain things happen somewhere else. You don't know the details. And, you, you know, we're kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. That sounds fishy. But, I mean, these guys knew this person. They knew what had happened to him was real. So, so they were in a dilemma. Those who didn't want to deal with the truth still had a dilemma. Verse um, 30, 24, 23. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people, said, okay, we don't know what to do with you. We're going to release you from this prison. Well, we don't really want to, but we're going to cross our fingers. This will work out. Would you just please shut up? All right, that's essentially what they said. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people, reported all the chief priests and elders, and said to them, when they heard this, all of the gathered uh, followers of Jesus, they raised their voice together in prayer to God. Sovereign God, they said. And we're going to look at the rest of this prayer here in a minute. But that's a powerful, powerful, powerful beginning. Sovereign God. Sovereign. Sovereign. Sovereign God. You made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. And they quote an Old Testament passage. Sovereign God. Here's one of the things that we get tripped up with regard to healing and miracles and those kinds of things, and is, um, hey, I know a number of people who have been prayed for for healing and, and nothing happened. Hmm. 
my aunt in the midst of her cancer. You know, when some of us prayed for her, she did die. And here's the deal. You know, there's all kinds of things you can wrestle with, proclaim with certainty that you know. But here's what sovereignty means. Oh, sovereign Lord. Sovereign, the fact that God is sovereign means God can do and will do anything he wants to whenever he wants to without approval from anyone else. Now I understand, if you were making the rules, or if I were making the rules, I mean, it would be cut and dry. We would always know, do this, healing comes, every time. But here's the bottom line, I don't know why sometimes healing doesn't come to people's lives. It doesn't change that, that we're supposed to pray and bring people for prayer healing. Lots of other scriptures that would show that. It's not a... a, a, a I'm not doing an exhaustive study here this morning. Uh, if you're in a journey towards believing whether miraculous things, healings are for today or not, that's a journey the Holy Spirit's going to uh, be on with you. Uh, I can't give you enough scripture and enough teaching and enough time in a half an hour to by the end of that, oh, oh, you say, yes, now I did not believe, now I do believe. The Holy Spirit will have to make that change for you. However, here's the deal. Uh, some questions are, uh, we can answer by simply saying, I don't know. I do not know why you parents tell your four-year-old to pick up the toys every night at 7.30 and sometimes they pick up the toys, and sometimes the little rats don't. I don't know. I'm being a little facetious here, but you, you get the point. Everything has to make sense to us as, as human beings. We, we think, or we can't put our arms around it. I don't know why. Some people are healed and some are not. I don't know why some people are healed instantaneously and some are not. But I am much more uh, willing to say, ha ha, there are times I don't know what else to do and God has the ability to heal. I'm going to go and I'm going to ask him. Here, here, here's what ultimately happened here. In, uh, they started to pray this prayer they get back and they know what the circumstances are. Hey, don't talk anymore. You're going to get brought before us and hung out to dry. So they say, Sovereign Lord, Sovereign, you're the one in charge. They come to verse 27. Excuse me, in verse uh, 29. Let's go there. They say, Now, Lord, consider their threats. Or listen, Stall some words that fit us. Consider the nature of the times, Lord. Consider the nature of the times. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders 
In the name of your holy servant, Jesus. It's a marvelous thing that we stand before uh, a risen Savior, Jesus, who in that miracle, death, raising to life, gave us access to life everlasting. We die here, we go to heaven. But that isn't the whole deal. That is Believing in Jesus, coming together to worship him, uh, growing in strength in him, isn't just about an insurance policy for when you die. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The words of Jesus. So I'm asking this morning if we would make room for the miraculous in your mind, in your heart. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to touch people's minds and In a few moments, in a few moments, I'm going to invite anyone who has a need for healing, something that you're wrestling with, maybe something fairly recent, and maybe something that's been prolonged, to come and stand in front here. I'm not going to come touch everybody. Uh, doesn't have to happen that way. I'm going to pray for everybody from the platform. Maybe you have um, a family member who's in a dire situation and, and uh, they're not here. You want to stand in for them. I'm just asking you to say, hey, I believe God has the power to heal. I'm asking God to invade my life, go beyond what I limit, my limitations know, what any other doctors have figured out. It doesn't have to be spooky. I'm not any weirder than I ever was. <laughs> so let's stand. I'm going to invite you to come. We're going to, we're going to worship through a song here, but as we worship, I'm going to invite you to come. If that's you, uh, there's plenty of room. If we have to go out to the sides, that's fine. Um, but here's, it, here's what's going to happen. You've got this little thing in, inside of you right here. And, and, and it's kind of nervousness and it's, it's kind of expectation and it's kind of a mix of all of that and you're, you're not quite, quite. I'm going to ask you to come. Why, why, why come to the front? Here's the deal. Because when, when, you, when your faith is being stretched, um, you know, it's, it's fairly simple and safe to sit there and say, well, uh, I, I'm going to... You know, I, this may or may not work. I'll just stay here. No one will know whether I'm taking a step of faith and asking God to touch me or not. There's no risk. If it does, great. I'll tell somebody. If not, then I'll just, you know, I'll just, no, no, I'm done. I'll just stay here in my seat. But God honors faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, Scripture says. Now, it only takes faith in the mustard seed. And, 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 and I'm going to address something here a little bit. There's no condemnation. You don't have to perform anything. You don't have to pretend like something happened if it didn't yet. But I am inviting you to come. Come. My battles. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. If, if, it's, if, if movement up front is difficult, just, that's fine, you know? God's present. He, know, he knows what you can and can't do. He knows what, what steps you're taking. Okay, for those of the rest of you here who, who are, are solid with this message, I'm going to ask you to invite you to pray in faith also. Uh, if you're on the prayer team, um, uh, just mingle through the group as God leads you laying your hands on uh, don't, no one's going to counsel you, no one's going to give you instruction or interrupt what God's doing uh, but we're just here to support you but I'm going to pray for you right now Okay, I'm going to ask you if you're willing uh, just to put out your hands like this or raise them uh, there's nothing magic about this posture it's just a dear God I'm asking you to come touch me it's a posturing okay but, but there's nothing magic about some posture. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just say, come, oh God. Come, oh God. You see your servants. You hear their cries. You know the pain. You know how long it's been. You know how many doctor visits there have been. You know many, how many things have been tried. You know how many consultants have been checked with, Father. You know, all the lengths that people have gone to to, to to solve what they've got. You know, the life that has been robbed. And Father, in Jesus' name, we're just asking you to sweep through this room. We're asking you to touch every person in this place who's come forward. We're asking you to, 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 to send your Holy Spirit's redeeming power. We ask you to renew organs. We ask you to renew tissue. We ask you to renew connections and nerves and tendons and ligaments. We ask you to, to fix things that are out of line. We ask you to replace things that are missing. We ask you to give hope where it's been depleted. We ask you to give energy back in where it's just been sucked out. Yes, Lord. 
Lord, your scripture is so clear that you move out of compassion. It's a heart of compassion that moves. It's not for a show. It's not for anything other than you have a compassionate heart. I'm asking you to touch your children this morning with a certainty of your love for them, of your care for them, irrespective of anything else they're experiencing or don't experience, that there would be an undeniable awareness of the love and closeness of Jesus Christ to them. Father, make yourself very, very real in Jesus' name. Very, very, very real. We ask for your kingdom to come, for your will to be done in this place, just like it's done in heaven. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to ask you to stay here. Um, if you want to stay with your hands up, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, we're going to worship uh, through this song one more time, and in a moment, I'll come back and and close out. Um, Jesus. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm Hear me look like you. me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hear me look. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hear me look like I'm surrounded, but I'm this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how This is how I fight my this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. I just feel like there's some of you here that, that um, we've been talking about physical healing, but there's sometimes there's just emotional wreckage inside of us, isn't there? And it could have come because of this physical thing, or the longness of it, or, or lots of other things. And Father, I'm just asking that you would touch the wounds deep inside, those things that are painful, debilitating, that bring shame, set people aside. I'm asking for freedom to come, Lord. Life, 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 release. Big deep breath out, Lord, for 
people a, a relief of that exhaustion and exertion. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we just say thank you for loving us. Thank you for making yourself real to us. I'm asking for these who have made themselves vulnerable that you would just touch them so sweetly, so clearly. Today, tonight, tomorrow would just bring such supremeness awareness of your love.